Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the All Things New podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. I hope that y'all have been having a good week so far, and I hope that your week continues to go well. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in for another one. The title of today's episode is How to Know if You Are Unequally Yoked with Your Significant Other. I know that's a handful, not a handful, a mouthful. It's a mouthful, but this is important stuff, especially if you are dating as a Christian person, how do you detect, how do you discern whether or not you are in an unequally yoked situation? Now, it could be you're just dating, you haven't put a title on it yet, or it could be that you are in a relationship. Regardless, some of these things, it takes a little bit to figure it out. Shouldn't take too long, a couple of dates, hopefully. But these are some signs that you may be in an unequally yoked relationship. Um, I'm also, once again, coming from the perspective of the Bible, and obviously dating did not exist in biblical times. It was not a thing. would be nice if dating wasn't a thing now, but, you know, we live in the 21st century in the Western world, so, you know, it is what it is, but we gotta, you know, we eventually, we have to, uh, you know, mold to the times, but still from the perspective of the Bible, but these things here are really important um just different topics and value discussions that should be taking place as you are dating but i'm obviously coming from a biblical perspective and the entire concept of being unequally yoked is a biblical concept a biblical um idea that is in the new testament and it's important to remember like that we should be um, equally yoked um, with the person who we are like wanting to have a relationship with. Of course, it's important to be equally yoked as well with our friends, but this really, really is important when it comes to relationships and romantic relationships. So I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 6, which is where this term comes from, and it says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? This is really, really important to keep in mind, especially when we're when we're forming close relationships with people. The closest relationships that you have should be with people who have values aligned with yourself. It doesn't mean you guys have the same views or you have the same exact convictions, but you have similar values and they are aligned and you are in this place where you have a similar goal. You're both working towards a similar thing that is bigger than yourself you're in a community with people who have similar views to you and similar values and so it's important that the closest relationships that we form are equally yoked and of course that includes romantic relationships or romantic interests as well so the first point that I'd like to make along those lines is that um, you may be unequally yoked or how to know is that your values are misaligned. So I'm going to go into a couple of points, a couple of sub points here. So one thing you could ask is, are you on the same page spiritually? When I talk about the same page spiritually, that means like, do you have similar spiritual convictions or if you are dating interdenominationally? What are the denominational differences? And then are those things, uh, will those be issues along the line? Like particular theology, for example. For example, if someone is oneness or another is Trinitarian, 
okay like ta- have that conversation talk about that and figure out like okay will that be a, a difference that'll be detrimental in the long run because we're wanting to you know teach our kids to be baptized in this way or in another way and you know it can get pretty deep there so that's an important thing to discuss um that's just one example but it's a pretty decent example especially if you're um coming from like an apostolic background that's definitely something that may come up if you are dating outside of your denomination um and then another question you could ask is are both of you after the heart of god this is a huge question a huge and important question that should be answered it's important to think like introspectively and have this conversation but do you both honor god with your actions like not just the things you do but like in your body in your spirit the things that you're allowing inside the things you're allowing yourself to ingest the things you're watching or listening to are you honoring the lord in the way you live and everything that you do because if you are that's great but if the other person maybe isn't i'm not saying that that's something that'll be a deal breaker like oh my gosh i'm gonna break up with you because you just listened to j cole but at the same time it should be a conversation that should be had when it comes to honoring the lord and everything that we do and it's important to be aligned with someone romantically um that you're romantically interested in when it comes to honoring the lord because that's a lifestyle thing that's a huge value there and you don't want to be someone who's on fire for the lord and you're dating someone who's lukewarm and just goes to church and that's it like that's the extent of their spirituality that should only be beginning that should only be the surface of their spirituality because they should be having this relationship with the lord that is not just sunday but it's every day of the week every day of the week every single day having your heart on the lord having your heart set on god and also honoring him and all of your actions and all of those actions that happen on monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and saturday not just on sunday because the lord is asking for your life not just for a couple of hours once a week it's your life that um that he wants to change and transform and it's your life that that you should be dedicating to him as an act of worship in response to his his sacrifice that he gave for us for our freedom so it's important to ask yourself and the other person um i mean i don't know if it's explicitly a good idea to be like do you honor god with all you do because you know that that might seem a little bit um might come off a little too strong like hey like do you listen to this music and i'm not saying secular music is bad um because i definitely listen to a decent amount of it but the kind of music that you listen to is really important to pay attention to like are you listening to music that is overtly sexual or music that is overtly demeaning or music that is not talking about the most holy of things um that might be an important conversation to have um although there are other things that's just another example that i gave so Yes, do you both honor the Lord with your actions? And then the next point I'd like to say, or like, it's another question you can ask is, do both of you believe that the Bible is completely true? Now, this is a big one. This is a big one because there are some Christians who, you know, believe the Bible to be just a book of poetry and this great analogy or it's just a good inspiration, blah, blah, blah. It's so poetic. It's so symbolic. And there are others who believe that it's the absolute truth, that the gospel is, that's the objective truth. And what is in the Bible is moral, morally correct. And that is literally the objective truth is what is in the Bible. And so if you're on a different page about that, if one of you, for example, thinks that something in the Bible is just symbolic rather than actual, actually something that's real, something that happens, something that's um, a, a moral standpoint could be based upon and the others like you know like 
it's just a book or, you know, if one person's just thinking, oh, it's just a book and the other's like, no, this is the truth. That's going to be a problem in the long run. So it's important to have that conversation of like, what is the Bible to you? Is it just this a book of good ideas? Is it just a philosophical book or is it a guideline for how to live your life? Another thing to think about here is do either parties disregard some parts while regarding others? So it's important that both of you are on the same page about the Bible being objective truth. But at the same time, there are some people that believe that the Bible is true, but they still want to pick and choose what they want to abide by. You can't pick and choose what you abide by. You can't pick and choose what you want to go with and the things that you want to discard. It's, it's all or nothing. You're either hot or you're cold. Lukewarm won't fly. Literally, I think in Revelation it says that lukewarm, God wants to spit it out of his mouth. Like lukewarm is like repulsive to God, which is pretty wild to think about. Um, it's, yeah, it's in Revelation chapter three and it says, um, I know it's um, chapter three, verse 15. It says, I know your works that you are neither hot cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That's pretty intense. Literally makes God want to throw up being lukewarm. So it's important to have, um, to be aligned with the words that we are proclaiming to believe that we practice what we preach, that we're not just going to church on Sunday and then we're getting drunk on Monday or, you know, doing other things that are not pleasing to the Lord, things that are sinful in nature. And it's important to, you know, just be on the same page about like, hey, like I love the Lord. I follow him. This is what I'm doing. Like I'm passionate about God. He's number one and always will be. And figure out like what where that person is standing spiritually. And there's a lot of ways you can ask this. I'm not going to give specific examples, but, you know, it's just based upon your relationship specifically. Like how can you have this conversation? And it's an important conversation that should be had, and it should be had relatively early on because you don't want to necessarily, quote unquote, waste your time with someone who is not as passionate about Christ as you are, especially if you're wanting to be in a God-centered marriage and a God-centered relationship. Another point under the values is um, asking yourself and the other person, are you on the same page about marriage? Do you both value godly marriage and are both of your understandings of marriage aligned? And um, a little sub part of that could be about gender roles and about the biblical picture of marriage that we see throughout the Bible, specifically in Ephesians chapter 5, if I'm not mistaken, and 1 Peter chapter 3. And there's another passage in First or Second Corinthians, I believe it's second, but I can't remember exactly where it is. But the the picture of biblical marriage, a picture of how it's like a a perfect description, a perfect picture of Christ's relationship with his bride, the church. So Christ is the head, the bride is underneath, the bride is under the umbrella of the protection of Christ, and the same goes with marriage that is, you know, like tangible marriage in our physical lives, is that the husband is the head of the household, the wife is under him, under protected under him. She's to submit to her husband, but her husband is to literally 
if it comes to the point of sacrificing his life for her, he will do that and he will protect her and protect the family. So are you both on the same page about biblical marriage? What are your views about gender roles? And what do you, what is a biblical marriage to you? What is a godly marriage to you? And of course, like not just not saying, oh, what's your truth? What do you believe is godly marriage? And not basing it on the Bible. Like we want to get a picture of how, like what are their, like how do they approach godly marriage and biblical marriage? And like, how do they apply that to their lives? And, and how, how, what does a marriage, like a godly marriage look like to them? So like, what are they looking for? Is, is if you're a woman and you're dating a man, is like he wanting you to be stay at home or is he wanting you to work full time? I'm not saying like, you know, he has to tell you what to do, but it's like, what are your expectations of what the marriage will look like? And having that conversation is very important so that you can, you know, come to a consensus and come to an eventual compromise about, okay, like, this is what we're going to do. Like one person's going to work more, one person's not going to work as much, vice versa. Having those conversations, of course, this could probably happen a little further down the line, but it's important to at least know that both of you are on the same page about godly and biblical marriage. Another important question to ask when it comes to values is, are you on the same page about having children? So do both of you want children or do you not want children? And like, how many do you want? And how do you want them to be raised is another huge question too. Like, do you want to raise your children in church? Do you want them to be actively involved in ministry? And eventually, like, how do you want your children to be educated? Do you want them to go to public school, private school, homeschool? These are important questions to ask as well, because they're really, really relevant when it comes to um, how you want to raise a family. Those are huge value discussions as well. But it's important to like, know, like know what you want. And then, you know, bring that forth and then have a conversation with that person because, okay, this is what I want. What do you want? Okay, let's have a conversation about it. Not like planning your lives out if you've been on, if you're just going on your third date, but having an idea of what your goals are. Because once again, with these values, if your values are misaligned, you guys are not going in the same direction and you want to have goals that are aligned. You don't have to be the same goals, but have like the end goal of like wanting to love and honor Christ, but being able to be aligned and being able to walk with each other and support and love and help each other as you are walking, you know, in your marriage and in your family life. So, the second point I have, number two. So number the first point was your values are misaligned. The second point is that your boundaries are questioned. This is a big one and it's really important because sometimes you can sleep this under a rug, under the rug, and we're like, oh no, it's like not that bad. It's it's it is what it is. But no, this is a big, this is huge. This is a really important thing to take note of. A person who truly loves the Lord and desires to please him, and a person that has been and is being transformed by Christ, they will not attempt to coerce you into loosening up your boundaries, whether they're physical or emotional boundaries. They're not going to try to convince you to lower your standards or lower your boundaries because they want to get something out of you. That's called manipulation, you guys. It's not good. If someone causes you to question your boundaries, to question whether or not your convictions are valid, or to cause you to feel as if your boundaries are invalid or irrational, or if they attempt to convince you that something that you're not comfortable with is okay, or like, oh, it's not a big deal, you're not equally yoked with them. And that's not someone that you want to be with. Because once again, that's a subtle form of gaslighting and manipulation of them trying to convince you that you're wrong and that they're right 
And that's a very subtle way that that happens, but it's really, really important to pay attention to this. Like, what are, what is this person saying to me? Like, what kinds of things are they trying to do? Or are they trying to convince me to do something I'm not comfortable with over and over again? It's one thing if like, you have a boundary and you bring it forth and like, they don't realize it. And like, you know, it's, it's done then and there, like, all right, we're good. We're not going to do this anymore. And it's another thing if you have a conversation and they continue to pry, because that's not respecting your boundaries. That's not respecting your autonomy. And that's one thing. And that's not a good sign. And it can be indicative of many other things, many other ways that they think. And that could once again be very detrimental to you. And you do not want to be in a relationship where one of the parties is trying to coerce you or trying to convince you to um, lower your boundaries or trying to convince you to loosen up a bit or let your guard down. So it's important to keep that in mind and pay attention to that because that's a huge thing and it can indicate different patterns and behaviors that that person may have in the future. And once again, that may seem like a small thing. And while, you know, trying to push boundaries is not a small thing, what giant, um, different, uh, what thing like what um situation may happen like in along the future like in the future later down along the lines what kind of thing could happen where that type of behavior happens but it's 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 multiplied and it's expanded and it's magnified so seeing these little things is important to pay attention to because they could be magnified later along the line so it's important to keep note of these things if they are taking place because that's not a good thing you don't want to be in that type of situation Pursuit by a godly individual will never include exploitation. Rather, it'll include preservation. They will try to preserve your purity. They will try to preserve you opposed to exploiting you. A man who is pursuing you the way that God intends will protect and preserve your purity, no matter how attracted he is to you. He won't try to convince you to try things with him that you're not comfortable with. And I'm saying him because I'm, I'm a girl and I'm coming from this perspective of being a woman and dating men. But he will not try to convince you that um, things you're not comfortable with um, or like that they're wrong. Or he won't try to do things that you didn't, that you discussed with him or even that you didn't. Like he won't just try to do random stuff. And of course, there's an important part of this, which is communication. It's important to communicate these things. But he's not going to try to like push your boundaries and like be like oh we can just get super close or like we can get as close as this without doing what the, or this or that you know it's like that's not the good that's not the right place to be coming from here it's not like how far can I go without getting to the place I don't want to go but it's like how can I honor God and what I'm doing so this man like a godly man a man that pursues you the way that God intends he won't use sweet words to try to get intimate and he won't behave aggressively towards you either like these are not fruits of the spirit um to try to exploit your purity um and i know i understand that men have a higher sex drive than women but that does not like that doesn't mean that it's okay for them to try to do things you're uncomfortable with and it's important to have that conversation and once again if you have a conversation and he's still pushing you should leave you should leave. The same thing goes for men too. If you're, if you're seeing a woman and she's trying to like do this and that and trying to be like a little, um, what's her name? Uh, Delilah or something like that. And she's trying to like get close to you and do things you're not comfortable with. You should leave. Like this goes for both genders. Like you, it's not okay for either gender to want to exploit the other's purity. And I know like that word purity doesn't just mean virginity but it means like obviously like 
God's ideal is for a man and a woman when they get married to to be virgins. But of course, that's not necessarily super realistic in this modern day. But regardless, like neither person should be trying to exploit each other because those are not fruit of the spirit. Like fruit of the spirit are like love, peace, kindness, long suffering, self-control and trying to like someone trying to exploit you or trying to do things you're not comfortable with that is completely contrary to the fruit of the spirit and that is not pleasing towards the lord so it's important to remember that if you're if your boundaries are questioned by the other pure person or if you're questioning them yourself that's a not a good thing that's a def- that's a definite red flag that you should pay attention to because that'll get worse along the line it won't get better it'll just get worse because they're showing you their true colors and those colors will only be shown more and more as you continue to have a relationship with that person the third point i'd like to make is that so this the first one was your values are misaligned the second is that your boundaries are questioned. And the third point is um, good fruit is not being produced. That may be a sign that you are not equally yoked. So think about their community. Do they have a community, first of all? Do they have people that they, you know, spend time with, that they have aligned values with, that they, you know, volunteer with, that they do life with, like their crew, their fam, right? Do they have a community? What about their friends and what about their family? Like what what do their relationships look like with their friends and family and what kinds of things are being produced from those conversations? Like what type of environment are their friends in and what type of environment are their family in and are they producing good fruit in their lives? What are the relationships with others in their lives look like too? And do they give back as a person and like do they work with others well and how do they also once again how do they speak to you and how do they speak to others it's important to pay attention to people's behavior how are they interacting with other people around me whether they know them or they don't know them for example are they being respectful to um, service workers or are they being rude and mean because guess what that's going to get turned on you eventually and they're they're like a Karen okay like you don't want to do that um, but are they respectful towards others are they being kind towards other people? And are they producing good fruit in their relationships? Do their friends speak well of them when they're not in the room? Or does their family speak well of them? How is the relationship with their family? And of course, not everyone has the privilege of having a great relationship with their family because things happen. Some unfortunately, unfortunately, some people don't grow up in the best or ideal situations and some people's families have done them wrong. And that doesn't mean we can't forgive them. But, you know, boundaries are important and you don't want to get stepped all step over throughout your life just by being, quote unquote, kind, because it's really important to be able to place boundaries in your life, especially if there are people that will hurt you time and time again. It is wrong and it is not right for you to stay in that situation if someone is hurting you continually. So regardless, I was a little tangent that I didn't need to go on, but it's okay. I felt like it needed to be said. Regardless, what's the relationship like with other people? Do they have, you know, are they always bickering? Are they always arguing? Or are they carefree? And what kinds of words are they speaking out of their mouths? It's important to observe them, not just one-on-one because they can be one way, but how are they around their friends? How are they around their family? What's the relationship like with these people who are around them? And if there is not good fruit being produced, meaning that if there's not good words being spoken about them, if they're not if they're not showing these good characteristics of being good and kind and giving back, then that may be a 
not a good sign about that person. Of course, um, that doesn't always mean that, you know, for example, if they get upset, that doesn't mean that they're always going to be upset. But it's important to, once again, look at different environments where they're in to observe what they're like in these different environments. You can get a bigger picture and a more thorough picture of what they are like, how they interact with other people, because it's one thing for them to act a certain way around you because they're attracted to you of course they're going to act a certain way but how do they act around other people what about their friends or family and what kind of fruit is being produced in their life the last point i would like to make here point number four is that something seems quote unquote off it also may take a while for this to be like clear to you it may be a couple of dates um maybe a couple of weeks but it's important that we are led by the spirit of god that we are led by the spirit that everything we do everything we say that we are being led and guided by the holy spirit and that he's the one who's leading us and giving us insight and giving us godly wisdom about certain things that are going on in our lives it's really important to have spiritual discernment. So it's important to have your community involved in what you're going through, to have them praying for you, to have them meeting this person, interacting with them, vetting them, having your community vet a potential partner is super, super important. I think that I have an episode, a previous episode about vetting a potential partner, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm going to look it up, but I'll talk while I'm looking up looking it up but it is super 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 important to have your community like with you like backing you and like have them supporting you and loving you and praying for you because also having an objective point of view is super important because you know things look a certain way when you're wearing rose-colored glasses and when you're in this infatuation stage and you everything just is so great and so wonderful and oh they're so great and we had the best conversations but you're you're very subjective you you have like blinders on the side of your eyes like a horse does like you of course you you can observe and see things and it's great to see if you have chemistry and you interact and you can have conversations and you can banter but what are other people saying it's very, 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 very important to have objective views like on this person. And I'm not saying that everybody should be in your business. That's not what I'm saying at all because that is not like it's not their relationship. It's yours. But having an objective point of view is really important. It will it will save a lot of heartache if people are praying for you, backing you up, but are also observing things. People who are older than you, people who are already married, people who've been married for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, having them give you insight on relationships, insight on good qualities to look for in a potential partner. And it's really important to just have your community um, involved not meaning completely like that, that doesn't mean that they should be with you all the time that doesn't mean you should take chaperones on your dates because if you're an adult that's really weird even if you're a teenager that's kind of weird but it's important to have your community backing you with prayers and love and with support but also having a community that is so good that loves you so much that they'll tell you when something is not looking right that they'll be like hey that I like so-and-so is a little bit sus to me I'm not like I, I feel a little bit off about this 
Um, and it's important to have spiritual discernment yourself, but it's also important to be involved with people who are also spiritually discerning. Um, and I believe that, I truly believe that the Lord will not just let you just be in a situation that is not good for you. Um, I think it's important to pray. And every time I like, like date a new person, I ask the Lord like, Hey, like, please, if I'm not supposed to be in this situation, please take me out. And he's done that every time I wasn't supposed to be in a situation. So it's important to pray that as well, because the Lord won't just let you like be in this place of suffering if if you know he loves you too much of course we have we can make our own decisions and we can make not so great decisions and go through something and regret it and be heartbroken and etc etc and the lord can still use us in that but i don't think that the lord wants you to be heartbroken and go through heartache so it's important to also pray that as well if you're dating to ask the lord to like you know it's okay to go on dates it's okay to like say yes to going on dates with people but if they don't end up being the right person that's okay and ask the lord to remove them from your life and to also um or to remove you from that situation and it's important to um just keep in mind these important things that we should be thinking about when it comes to dating, like looking at these red flags. And I'm actually going to make an episode about red flags. Um, that'll probably be next week. So stay tuned. But it's important to keep these things in mind and to once again, have your community involved. Obviously, put boundaries, don't have them all up in your business, because that's silly. And that's ridiculous. And that's not their place. But to have them loving you in this and to have them praying for you while you're in this relationship or while you're seeing this person just so that there can be some objective point of view that's um you know looking into this relationship that's going on um i found the episode it's actually about using dating dating apps as a christian um and the title is um vetting a potential partner it is episode 67 um it's specifically about dating online but it talks a lot about vetting a potential partner so if you want to look more into that you can find that in episode 67. So regardless I'm going to go over the four things that I mentioned today. So how to know if you are unequally yoked with your significant other. One your values are misaligned. Two your boundaries are questioned. Three good fruit is not being produced and four something seems off. These things are super important to keep in mind. You could have a great date, a great second date, a great third date. And sometimes it takes more than that to really understand and see what this person's coming from and where they are. But it's really important to keep all of these things in your mind if you date a new person, if you're dating. To think about the values that are aligned. Ask them about like their community, ask them about their church life, ask them about their backgrounds, not in a weird way. Like, so when did you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? No, like ask some other questions. Like, so like, what church do you go to? What kind of things do you do there? Like, oh, like, are you involved in ministry? Like, how, what do you, like, what's your, what's your reason? What's your why for why you do this? Instead of just being like, okay, so do you love Jesus? How long have you been in church? Cause that's not really you got to be more specific. That's not a good way to ask that question. There's other ways that we can ask these questions. Um, and we can go more into depth, not just asking, asking like, cert, you know, really easy, like yes or no questions or asking surface level questions because you want to get into the meat of this. And I'm not saying that we're going through like a whole interview process, but I mean, for being honest, dating is a lot of that, like a lot of asking questions about certain things, a lot of getting information about things. So it's important to keep that in mind as you're dating, just to like think about that. So think about the values and of course the um, boundaries that will may not be um, clear until you are a couple dates in. Um, 
but better sooner than never to find out if they are someone who's going to push your boundaries. Okay. Because I've had situations where my boundaries are pushed pretty early on and I'm grateful that it was because I would rather know sooner than later. And then number three is good fruits not being produced in their life if you are unequally yoked with them. What kind of relationship do they have with their friends and families? What are they saying about them when they're not in the room? What kind of things are they pouring into? Are they pouring into people at all? Or are they, you know, volunteering? Are they doing things? And not just for the sake of doing so, not just because it's a good thing to do as a Christian, not just because it's what we're supposed to do, but because you're coming from the place of loving the Lord and having that love for others from God pouring out from their heart and they want to give back and they want to do things for the kingdom, not just because they should be doing them. And the last point that I have said is something seems quote unquote off. It's important to be in constant communication with the Lord because he will give you insight. He will give you wisdom godly wisdom and it's once again also so important to have your community with you as well backing you loving you praying with you but also being able to discern what's going on as well um and once again as you're dating keep god involved in every aspect talk to him about everything talk to him about what's going on in your heart in your mind talk to him about what's going on and ask him to give you wisdom and guidance ask him to take you out of, out of a situation if it's not what he has for you ask him to give you wisdom ask him to give you peace or ask him to give, to not give you peace if it's not meant for you regardless you should be in constant communication with god while you are in this situation or in a you know as you are dating as you're in a relationship, being completely upfront with the Lord. It's not like he doesn't know what's going on. He knows everything. It's okay. But it's important to talk with him about this, to have that um, intimate connection with the Lord to where you're able to talk with him about all these things going on so you can ask for your wisdom and guidance, ask him to speak to you about this, ask him to give you um, direction. And he will. He's not just going to laugh at you if you make a mistake. Like He wants you to, he wants to protect your heart. He wants you to be safe and secure and he wants you to be with someone who also wants you to be protected as well he doesn't want you to be with someone who wants to exploit you or who wants to push your boundaries or who wants to make you feel uncomfortable or who gives you ultimatums if you want to be with them or not be with them or not make you choose like that's not what the lord wants the lord desires you to be in a relationship with a godly individual who will want you to like who will want make you want to be more like Christ. Like he's not going to want you to be with someone who wants you to fall away or stray away. What he has for you is someone who loves him and who will push you towards pursuing him more. There's this really cool um, analogy of godly relationships and it's this triangle and the um, the like the top, the tip of the triangle, like the top, it's like a, you know, an upright triangle um it's an equilateral triangle so just you know yeah anyways so god is at the top point and the man and the woman are both at the bottom two angles at the bottom two points there and um there's a couple aspects of this diagram um one aspect is that the man and woman are equal on the equal playing field they're not like um one's not greater than the other while the husband is the head of the household while he is the head of the woman that doesn't mean that the woman is not equal with him because men and women are both equal in value. But um, the Lord has made us differently and we have different things that we are strong at and things that, you know, we can use um, some help with. And that's the beautiful, the beautiful thing about complementarianism. And the Lord has designed that so well for us. But regardless, the man and the woman are at the bottom 
And so as they move closer to God, they're also moving closer to each other. So having God as your number one, pursuing the Lord first, not pursuing a relationship, not pursuing having a boyfriend or having a girlfriend or having cute Insta photos, pursuing the Lord first. And as you're pursuing the Lord, you two are getting closer to him and to yourself. That is a beautiful thing that is what the lord wants and desires for you and that's what he has for you as well is to be in a relationship where he is the center where he is looking over both of you where both of you are growing in love with the lord and with each other not a relationship where one's trying to pull one another toward toward a different direction this is not tug of war but it's this beautiful image of this like the man and the woman as they grow closer to the Lord, they will also grow closer to each other. And that's a beautiful analogy of a godly relationship. It's the two people who love God and who are growing closer to him. But as they do so, they're also growing closer to each other. So that's all I've got for today's episode. It was a bit of a long one. I had a lot of notes on this one, but it's super important. And it's a really, really important thing to remember as you are going through dating. So I hope that all of this information was helpful to you. I know for me, when I was writing this, I was like, man, this is some good stuff. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've been through some, like, not, not not any trauma or anything, but like, you know, you live and you learn and it's, it's okay. Like, I'm grateful for God's protection, um, you know, but you know, we learn things through different experiences and it's important to keep note of different trends that you see that are like, oh, that wasn't a good match. Why wasn't that a good match? Oh, they were this or they were that or they were trying to push my boundaries or, oh, they were not aligned with me with the values. So it's really important to you keep note of these things because these are the things that are crucially important when it comes to dating and relationships because these things are the things that are sustainable for a marriage or maybe they won't be sustainable if they're not if you're not aligned in this type of way but i'll say these points one more time um okay so how to know if you are unequally sorry i'll say that again how to know if you are unequally yoked with your significant other one your values are misaligned two your boundaries are questioned three good fruit is not being produced and four something seems off once again that's all i've got for y'all today i appreciate you guys so much for tuning in for another episode if you haven't yet i would appreciate a like a follow a rating a review all of those fun things that would help me out so much i'd really appreciate it if you know somebody who could use this type of information or who's going through dating and you think you know what this is a good thing for so and so to hear I would love for you to send it to them, not just for me, but you know, I, people, you know, we want to support and love each other and help each other out. We are not meant to go through life alone or try to truck on with, with no support and with no love. So if this is something that you think someone, you know, could really use, please send it to them because it may be something that they need to hear. But thanks again, guys, so much for listening. I love y'all and I appreciate you. And I will talk to y'all next Tuesday. Ciao.